This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680-CJOB. There's a good feeling in this room. I think we just kind of, you know, I know for me, I just want to keep playing. I just want to stay on the ice and, and keep playing. Obviously, the break will be nice, but, um, you know, and uh, you know, we're going the way we are, and, uh, you know, sometimes you just want to keep playing uh, and just keep the thing rolling. <laughs> that was Mark Scheifele uh, prior to the Boston game following a practice uh, before Christmas. Uh, welcome to the show, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Cam Poitras uh, in on Jets at noon. No Jim Toth. Jim Toth will be back uh, next week. He'll be flying solo over the next three days here for today, tomorrow, and then on Friday. Then we'll welcome Jim back. Uh, the following Tuesday, of course, New Year's uh, coming up. Hope everybody had an absolutely fantastic uh, Christmas, Christmas Eve, Boxing Day, and all that other stuff. Um, and just uh, found some time to relax and spend some time with family and all that. And, of course, uh, that's what the Winnipeg Jets were doing as well as they are back out on the ice. Uh, pre-game gets going at 6 o'clock. Puck drop at 8 right here on 680 CJOB. The Winnipeg Jets uh, starting the post-Christmas uh, a portion of their regular scheduled programming, taking on Connor Bedard and the Chicago Blackhawks. 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Text the show. Um, no changes. Uh, now, of course, today is an interesting day in the National Hockey League, and it's unlike any other day if you play on the road uh, the day after Boxing Day. So you cannot travel, and I remember the Philadelphia Flyers did this uh, a number of years ago, and they got fined for it. You can't travel as a team on boxing day it's a cba it's a it's a union thing uh, you can't travel so the winnipeg jets flew to chicago this morning okay um several players as well not everybody of course flew back to winnipeg to then go to chicago a lot of people were out and about um a lot of other um you know players were uh, you know with family in other locations so everybody travels to chicago this morning so the morning skate a little bit later at 11.30. So uh, we're still waiting to hear word from some of the Winnipeg Jets players. We're waiting to hear from uh, head coach Rick Bonus. If we don't get it on the show, we'll definitely have it later on here on 680 CJOB. Uh, and you'll hear the comments. And then, of course, when the pregame show gets going with Kelly Moore, uh, starting at 6 with puck drop at 8. So it's a little bit of a strange game to play on the road. Um, routines are a little bit messed up. Uh, listen, if NHL players are anything, they are uh, 100% creatures of habit. Uh, those morning routines are getting messed up with a little bit. Uh, they did arrive in Chicago fairly early this morning, uh, but this is a tough one. It's a tough one because you're kind of out of your out of your sort of your beat. You're out of your rhythm a little bit. And I understand that they're going up against the Chicago Blackhawks. We'll talk about that in the next little bit with the with the starting lineups and and all that are looking at. But it's a little bit of a different game. It's a little bit of different away game, particularly if you're the team that starts uh, on the road here. Um, I think the Winnipeg Jets over the last number of years have been have been lucky enough to to, to play at home uh, the the next day afterwards. Um, but uh, the starting lineup: Nikolai Ehlers, Mark Scheifele, Gabriel Velarde. No change there. Actually, no change to the lineup at all. Cole Perfetti with Vladislav Nemestikov and Alex Iafalo, Nito Niederreiter, Adam Lowry, Mason Appleton on the third line, and then Morgan Barron, David Gustafson, and Axel Janssen Fialbi on that fourth line. So no changes to the opening roster on the in the forward group as well. No changes on defense. 
uh, Josh Morrissey with Dylan DeMello, Brendan Dillon and Neil Pionk, and then uh, Dylan Sandberg uh, with Nate Schmidt rounding out uh, the six defensemen. Connor Hellebuck uh, going through his starting uh, mo- uh, uh, process and procedure. Uh, he will be in the starters net uh, tonight. On the uh, Chicago side, uh, Felino with Bedard and Kurashev, uh, Beauvillier, Dickinson, Radish, uh, Donato, uh, T. Johnson, Blackwell, Reichel, Entwistle uh, with Johnson as well, Vlasic uh, with Murphy, uh, Tenorti with Phillips, and Korchinski with Zaitsev. Uh, Peter Morazic seems to be getting uh, the start in goal. Uh, and that, that and all this information might, uh, might change as we're as we're kind of here and, and learning more information as uh, things are coming in a little bit later than usual today because of uh, the, uh, the the previous mentioned situation uh, with Boxing Day. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks dealing with a lot of injuries um, uh, heading into this game. Uh, you know, uh, Seth Jones, he's on IR. Joey Anderson, uh, Andreas Anasiu, Taylor Hall's been out for the last little bit. Uh, Luke Phillips, uh, Samuel Savoy, uh, the Jets uh, dealing with, of course, three guys on IR, uh, Ville Hanala and Rasmus Kupari, who have been skating over the last little bit in non-contact jerseys as they get closer to starting. We don't really have an idea as to when they're going to get back in the lineup, uh, but as well, Kyle Connor, of course. Um, you know, we can maybe start to suggest that he might be back sometime at the beginning of February, mid-February. That's sort of the horizon for his return. Um, so we're, we're starting to approach the sort of watch stage to see if he's been out there. Uh, but, of course, way too early for him to be doing any skating or particularly with the team. 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Text the show. And, of course, it's uh, any game against Connor Bedard, Right now, um, it, it, that's going to be front and center. And he spoke earlier today and was asked about his first Christmas as a pro. And Family came down, um, so we got to spend Christmas together, which was which was a lot of fun. So, yeah, I mean, uh, we're all happy to be back, but obviously it's a good, good couple of days spent with family. Got an eye on World Junior, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah I watched uh, Canada yesterday, and it uh, looked good, so it was, it was fun to watch. And, um, yeah, obviously did another game today, so I'll be watching that one. Yeah, Canada is going to be getting out there uh, about 15, 20 minutes time here and going to be playing Latvia following that 5-2 opening win against Finland. Bedard also on his overall performance, uh, 33 games into his rookie season. Not bad. Obviously, there's a lot of areas to improve, and um, I think that's that's my goal here on a personal level. Obviously, the, the goal is to win hockey games, but uh, from a personal standpoint, it's to keep improving and, and uh, try to get more comfortable and um, you know better each game. Yeah, I think start of the year was big on, on kind of like puck management and stuff, and I think that's gotten gotten better. And um, I think probably in my own end and, and faceoffs are a couple of things that I'd like to improve on, and also just making more plays. I think I've been you know doing doing all right with that kind of making plays and creating but uh you always want to do more as as an offensive player uh create more so hopefully i can do that now the chicago blackhawks are are no uh, it's not coming as a surprise to them the kind of month that the winnipeg jets have been having uh over the month of december of course they're 8-1-1 over their last 10 games averaging 3.7 goals per game six and a half penalty minutes uh giving up only 1.8 goals per game over the month of December so far, where, again, they've gone 8-1-1. One, one. The Blackhawks are sitting right now in 31st in the league. 
three, six, and one, averaging 2.4 goals per game, but giving up three and a half. Uh, they're still trying to figure themselves out, but Luke Richardson, head coach of the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, saying that the Jets' 8-1-1 record in the last 10 games pretty much says it all. Firing on all cylinders. They're, they're a good puck-moving team. They play with a lot of pace, so we're going to have to try and match that and uh, use the energy in this building that we, we've used uh, at times. And, and we've had strong games against really good teams, so we got to be uh, on our toes and really expecting one of the top teams in the West here tonight and be ready for it. 204-780-6868, Pre-game show gets going at 6. Puck drop at 8. Text the show. Uh, Robert texts. He says, hey, Cam, glad to hear your voice. Uh, LOL, you made it past Christmas. Yes, I did. I, I did. I can't wait for the Jets to play tonight and see if they keep their winning ways uh, going. Uh, we'll continue on with Root. Well, I, I think so. I mean, in, I pulled this, this stat up from last year um, because this was sort of that time where you started to see the Winnipeg Jets in last year's edition. And this is a totally different team. They don't even look alike on the ice. Um, But I I still think this, you know, this is sort of the feeling that a lot of Winnipeg Jets fans have. Last year, after Christmas, the Jets, uh, in last year's edition, went 25-21-2 for 20th in the league with a minus-one goal differential. Uh, Before Christmas... Last year, the Winnipeg Jets went 21-12-1. That was good for eighth in the year with a plus-23 goal differential with some great defensive play. But things really started to unravel after Christmas. Um, I don't believe that that's going to happen in any stretch of my imagination here. Uh, this is a completely different team. And when some of those key players tail off a little bit or have an off night like everybody does, uh the depth is there and it starts to bubble to the surface and starts to take over. The Winnipeg Jets can roll more than just one line. They don't have to stack a line together if they're desperate for a goal, which they've had to do in previous years. They can still send out the third line and still the second line, the fourth line, even if they're, if they're, if their game is right. And it has been over the last little bit to get a goal. Right, And, of course, the first line has just been absolutely outstanding. Gabe Velarde, 12 points over his last five games. If you combine uh, him, Ehlers, and Shifley over that period of time, they've combined for 30 points. That's pretty dang good. That's pretty dang good. So I bring up that stat about what happened after Christmas last year just to sort of reiterate the point that this is a completely different team. 204-780-6868, Let's take a break. Let's come back. On the other side, we'll get some your guys' text message. Terry, send a text in. We'll get that out there, 204-780-6868. We'll take another look at the Chicago Blackhawks and the Winnipeg Jets. It's going to be an interesting close to the year uh, for the Jets. Games against Minnesota coming up. Uh, have the Jets been playing down against non-playoff teams? Well, we'll answer that question when we come back. But right after the Sports Minute coming up here, uh, a team makes NBA history for all the wrong reasons. And we'll talk a little World Juniors. Don't go anywhere. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Well, if if you think that your team's having a bad year, uh, well, you know, look at the Detroit Pistons and the NBA. They're having the worst losing skid in the history of the NBA uh, over the course of a, of a single season combined. It, it, 
over the course of two seasons, it's 28. Um, but Detroit is the league's first team to lose 27 straight games in a season, falling 118 to 112 to the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Pistons first year head coach, Monty Williams, a former NBA coach of the year, says it's time for him to get his players in a position to win. When you look at records, you think of coaches, you know what I mean? But I'm sure the players don't want that attached to the name on the jersey. Was it, you know, heavy? It may have been heavy for a while. It's just the nature of this kind of of losing streak. You know, it's not going to change because we're grading the level of it. You know, we got to do what we got to do to change it. Well, the overall record of 28 straight losses is next. We'll see if they can do that in their next game. Uh, Matching that record seems likely... Uh, with them taking on the NBA-leading Boston Celtics on the road. Cade Cunningham scored 41 points for the Pistons uh, as they slipped to 2-28. and 28. They actually started the year at 2-1. and one. Uh, The number one overall pick from 2021 and a message for his teammates in the locker room after their latest loss. Don't jump off the boat. we got to stay together. Right now is the easiest time to stand off and, and be on your own, but we need to continue to lean on each other and continue to push each other and hold each other accountable more than ever now. It weighs on us every day. I mean, everywhere weighs on us. That's tough. Two, two and 28, 27 straight games. 204-780-6868. And also uh, Skylar Peters, uh, who is in for uh, Sarah McCarthy uh, on the mornings, uh, the morning news run here on 680CGOB. He was all too happy uh, to give me this little tidbit of information telling me that the, the Arizona Diamondbacks have won a game uh, more recently. Uh than the Detroit Pistons have, of course, uh, the Diamondbacks playing in Major League Baseball. Let's take a break. Let's come back on the other side. We'll get some text messages from you guys on the show. 204-780-6868. Jets, Blackhawks here on 680 CGOB. Pre-game at 6, puck drop at 8. Don't go anywhere. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Thank you very much, Jeff Braun. 204-780-6868. Pre-game gets going at 6, puck drop uh, at 8. This text is from Terry. Hi, Cam. Uh, so what can be done about the inconsistent referee calls over the Christmas break at the opportunity to speak civilly with several Montreal fans who agreed reluctantly that the refs were very biased? Now, this seems to be a consistent theme for Winnipeg. It appears that on average that 8 out of 10 calls always go against Winnipeg. I don't know. I don't know if that's an accurate 8 out of 10. I'm not sure that. I'm not sure that's true. And I'm... I've looked at power plays and penalty kills quite a bit over this course of the season, Terry. Um, and I don't, I don't think that that's, I don't think it's, it's that lopsided. Um, I don't have the exact number in front of me, but I don't, I don't think it's eight out of 10. That's for sure. I realize that the refs have to be the final rule, but there needs to be more consistency with calls throughout the league. Uh, there needs to be some methods to make them responsible for their incorrect and missed calls. Thanks. And, and happy new year's. That from Terry. Yeah. I mean, we had this conversation quite a bit, Terry, um, over the last little bit, uh, I don't think we needed to be trotting out refs. Um, we had a caller the last couple times, Mark. He's called the show. I, th- you know, I'm, I'm certain he's a ref. Um, he has never said that specifically, but he's he's there to defend refs all the time. Um, and he's made some really good points, and he's kind of changed my mind on it. I, I I think the league needs to be a little bit more transparent in terms of some calls. I I don't think that there's anything really to lose by the league saying we we made a mistake. Um, if they're doing that a lot and that's embarrassing for the league to have to come out and say that they made a mistake on a call consistently, um, well then, then they need to fix their officiating there. Uh, but listen, you know, the refs on the ice, the game's fast. There's lots going on. I, you know, missed calls. I, I think over the course of an entire year, even out, are there some that are egregious that affect games? Yes. 
Uh, but that's just par for the course. That's in every single sports league. Um, you know, I, I think the, the NHL in terms of hockey uh, perhaps needs to buckle down a little bit in terms of calling the same call every single time, uh, regardless of where it is in the game, what the situation is like. Um, you know, is it playoffs? Is it a big game? Is it late in the third? Is it early in the first? I, I think there just needs to be more consistency. If a call is being called, that's what needs to happen. That's my opinion on that. But thanks for the text, Terry. 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Denise says, I think what... what um, Shook up the Jets last year after Christmas was that game against Minnesota. They lost 4-1. Uh, way different team this year, though. Should be interesting. Yeah, totally different team. And thanks for that text message, uh, Denny. 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. This was kind of interesting. I saw this on uh, it's on one of the uh, one of the people I follow on X or Twitter, or whatever you want to call it, uh, hockeystatcards.com. And they put this all together. They they average uh, net, you know, net front, time on ice, points, uh, you know, plus minus, uh, you know, all those advanced stats, expected goals of, against and for, and all that sort of thing. Like sort of what you would quote unquote say the deep analytics. But I thought this was interesting. Uh, number one on the top three was Na- uh, Nathan McKinnon. Number three was Connor McDavid, and then right between Nathan McKinnon and Connor McDavid. Uh, has is uh, Gabe Velarde, who of course is I'm not telling anybody any information or anything they don't know. Uh, over his f- only 14 games with the Winnipeg Jets has been an absolute stud. Plus 12, seven goals. He's going to look to extend his goal streak to six tonight when the Winnipeg Jets are in Chicago. Six o'clock pregame show. Puck drop at eight. Um, was it was it too long of a Christmas break for you? I was thinking about this, uh, you know, over the the last uh, three or four days, the three days for sure, because the, the the break officially is Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and Boxing Day. Um, and I was thinking, I was actually having this conversation with my uncle, like, should the NHL take Christmas off? I mean, as a fan, how do you like it? Two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. Would you like to watch a? you know, some Christmas hockey games or uh, some, some hockey games on, on boxing day. Maybe, maybe the NHL runs all day games on, on boxing day or, or, you know, a Christmas Eve game or something like that. Um, or do, or are you of the mind where you, you like the fact that the players can have those three days off with their families and you don't mind uh, not having to worry. You know, you might be like me and stress out about hockey games all the time. Uh, and maybe you enjoy the sort of the breather at the Christmas break uh, brings in 204-780-6868. Should the NHL maybe just leave the boxing day to the juniors? World juniors, of course, uh, for Canada always starts on boxing day. What's your thoughts on that? 204-780-6868. I mean, I kind of like the boxing day idea. Maybe, maybe you let the players, uh, you know, spend the, the Christmas day and, and, and Christmas Eve with the families. But I, I really like the idea. And I was thinking about that of having like all day games starting early, starting early in the morning and running them all throughout Boxing Day. I know Christmas, NBA is Christmas and, and the NFL, if, if it does land, if the NFL schedule does land on Mondays or, or Sundays, um, they always schedule a, a couple of Christmas games during that time, which has been the case the last couple of years here uh, because of where the NFL schedule is landing. Uh, but, you know, if Christmas is, is on a Tuesday or Wednesday, the NFL is not going to be not going to be playing on that day. But um, what do you think of that? 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868.
We'll continue on with uh, Connor Bedard uh, speaking to the media uh, following his first Christmas uh, as a pro. And on the response he received, of course, is uh, following uh, his big Michigan goal recently. A couple of texts and, and stuff, but um, yeah, not not too crazy, I guess. The Michigan goal was better than yours or Zegers? I like Zegers he picked it up uh, kind of with his toe there, so I think that's a little harder. Text him about it or anything? Uh, he texted me. It was, uh, it was kind of funny. I think just, um, I mean, it's it's rare for, for them to go in and for what a couple happened the same night. Just a kind of funny coincidence. So did you see that he had the pregame interview with the ice side reporter and she said for Christmas? Yeah. And like so, that's probably what prompted it. I I thought maybe social media spread out and he got word that you did it and he was like alright let's game on type of thing no I don't think it's something you go into a game <laughs> really planning on um, it's so hard to get space behind the net like that so if it's there and I think it's I mean I just see it as a good scoring chance I mean obviously it's it's fancier but um, you know I think goalies goalies are obviously getting more used to it and, and reading it and stuff but sometimes might catch them off guard so um yeah, if, if it's there, obviously it's there for, for myself and for him, and uh, we both got you know fortunate that we scored on it. Is there a key to, I guess, pulling it off? or I guess it's obviously catching the goalie off guard, but just where the puck is or how you put it on your stick or what's, what's the um, execution? Yeah, I think just getting it up quick. and um, Yeah, I think, but hardest part is just having the space to do it. Um, it's pretty rare, so, yeah. What's it like having Wayne Gretzky talk, to you, talk about you? Way he did after that goal. Yeah, it's cool. Obviously, uh, you know, probably one of, if not the best players ever, ever play the game. And um, the fact he, he even knows who I am is pretty cool. So um, to hear him talk about me and obviously say uh, some kind words is pretty special. He said he wasn't sure if uh, he'd be able to pull off a play like that. Do you believe that? Maybe not with his curve he was using. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, no, I'm sure if he. Uh, Tried, he could do it pretty yeah, well. Of course, Zager, uh, uh, Trevor Zegers and Connor Bedard both having the Michigan goal uh, on on the same night. Uh, Zegers for the Ducks is in, in a game against Seattle that they lost 3-2, and then Bedard uh, in a game where they lost 7-5 to the uh, St. Louis Blues. So the Michigan goal is uh, certainly not the difference in, in either of those wins. And I, I, You know what? And I actually like what Connor Bedard was saying there about the Michigan goal. I'm not a big fan of it. Um, I never have been. Um, I'm glad that it's sort of uh, becoming sort of a. Uh, I'm not even. I wouldn't even say secondary. I wouldn't even say tertiary. It's like a. You, it has to be the right place in the right time. And and I, and I think that that's when it works. Um, I remember. I mean, we're watching the World Juniors right now. Canada, Latvia, about to get going. Um, but um, there was that first game last year in the World Juniors where it was just a complete cluster. You know what I mean. Um, it was all just uh, attempts at hot dogging, and then then they, they they buckled down and they were able to win the whole tournament. Here, as of course Canada goes uh, for a three peak two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. Merry Christmas, Cam. Do players have to pay their own airfare, or the team pays for their flight to Chicago? That's a good question. Uh, if they're not with the team here in Winnipeg, uh, would the player have to play for pay for his own airfare? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question, Kevin. I wish I did. Um, and this one is from Nick. Uh, and I was talking about, do you, do you, would, would you like them to play, have a day during the, the sort of Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, um, Boxing Day, where the NHL plays games all throughout the day and maybe picks one of those 
you know, and instead of just taking those three days off and there not being any NHL, uh, Nick texts the show. He says, NHL at Christmas, pick a day, either the 24th or the 26th. I would love all teams to play throughout the day, but still uh, give them three or four days off. That from Nick. Yeah, I think Boxing Day would work the best. You know, Christmas Eve is always a big day. You know, listen, I'm not telling anybody anything they don't know. Most There's tons of families that get together for Christmas Eve. I would probably say Christmas Eve is likely more popular for like family dinners and family get togethers uh, than Christmas is. Christmas is more of like a, you know, your immediate family when, you know, Christmas Eve is kind of the whole family gets together. And so I'm kind of with you there, Nick, but I think boxing, I think boxing day works, works the best. Everyone's got that day off. I mean, not everybody, of course. I mean, there's lots of people in retail and, and in the uh, emergency services and stuff that are working. And, And of course, there's always people working on every day of the year. Uh, but a majority of people on Boxing Day, it's a, it's a stat holiday, we're, are going to have that day off. So I, I think Boxing Day. I think Boxing Day. Because in the UK, it's huge. Like um, uh, In terms of like the English Premier League, it's, Boxing Day is like the biggest day uh, outside of, of course, you know when things get down to crunch time, uh, nearing into into late spring and summer there uh, between, uh, if, if you know, of course, if one team isn't running away with it, named Man City or anything like that. 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Uh, 6868. Uh, David texts the show. He says, NHL should keep it the way it is right now with the Christmas break. I like it this way. Yep. A lot of people, I think, uh, will, would agree with you on that as well. And uh, real quick, one more text message and then we'll take a break. 204 780 This one from Robert. He says, while the Jets, Avalanche, and Stars are keeping the fight up for first, don't look now, but the Predators in Arizona are right there to step into that fight. It should be interesting tonight keeping one eye on the out-of-town scoreboard. Yes, of course. Um, this is what's so crazy about the National Hockey League and how its point system is set up. Nashville's playing Carolina. Arizona's going up against Colorado. St. Louis is playing Dallas. And of course, the Jets are playing against Chicago. The Jets are 8-1-1. One, and one. They have picked up 17 out of a possible 20 points. And there's still a point back of... Colorado and Dallas in, in in the central. That's how tough it is. If you get a bad start in the National Hockey League, that's how tough it is to go anywhere. And now the Colorado over the last 10 games are six and four. That's not bad. Dallas is six, three, and one. But the Jets are eight, one and one. And they've moved three points up, maybe, maybe two to three. I mean, just ask the Oilers, they're five points out of a playoff spot. There's four teams between them and Arizona for that final spot. You know? It's they're going to need to play even better over the back half of the season. Of course, Nashville, five points back of the Jets. Arizona, seven back of the Jets. It's going to be a, a great go here in the Central Division. We'll be right back. Flex World Juniors on the other side of this and more Jets text message 204 780 6868. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. 204 780 68. Just talking about boxing issue, the NHL. Uh, change things up in their CBA and maybe play some Boxing Day games. This texture says, "I'm thinking that the players' collective a bargaining agreement is written and they don't play on bo- that they don't play on Boxing Day." Well, yeah, obviously. Uh, so talking about it is a moot point. Well, we're just we're just kind of batting some stuff around, okay? <laughs> yeah, I know it's in the CBA. Um, and the texture goes on to say, "I do agree that they should play on Boxing Day, though I think it would be well attended." Well, so do I. Um, uh, Jim text uh, sends me an email. Jim says, "Stand." Stand to be corrected, but Boxing Day is not a holiday in the U.S., so playing games all day would be a ratings disaster. Uh, and even in game attendance, so likely not to happen, more likely would be the day after Thanksgiving, which is a holiday in the United States. That one from Jim. Well, I think a lot of Americans still have the day off. 
And perhaps maybe some of them would take an extra day off to go and see a, a hockey league, an NHL game. I, I don't think it would be, I don't think it would be as bad. And I think Amer- a lot of Americans, while, yeah, I know it's not a statutory holiday in the United States. I think a lot of them uh, take Boxing Day, which of course is not even a day uh, in the United States, just whatever it is. What was it yesterday? It was Tuesday. It wasn't Boxing Day. I still think a lot of them have that day off. 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Looking at how, how tough it is to climb up in the National Hockey League in terms of the standings. I mean, the Oilers, they won nine nine in a row there. They're 15-15-1. and one. Uh, They've gone back and forth here. They lost three in a row, then they win two in a row. Um but there's still five points out of a playoff spot. St. Louis, Minnesota, Calgary, and Seattle between them and the playoffs. Not to say that Edmonton won't find itself into the postseason at some point. I, I think they might, but it's going to be a struggle. That's how tough it is to move up and down the lineup in the in the NHL standings right now. And this texter, Alex, says, well, look at the Leafs, for example. They've won one of one-third of their games in regulation, but have one of the best points percentages. Yeah. And the, the Leafs right now are second place. Uh, in the Atlantic Division, and the Jets have had a, f- had a fantastic December, absolutely fantastic, eight one and one. They've left three points on the board so far uh, this month, um, and they're still right now in third place in the Central Division. That's how that's how tough it is to move. That's how important it is. Uh, that's how important it is to get a good start. Two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight Canada. Pulling ahead with the early lead against Latvia, uh, Manitoban, Connor Geeky uh, scoring on the power play, 5-19 into the game, followed by Denton, uh, uh, assisted by uh, his uh, buddy also uh, from Manitoba, Denton Matejchuk, uh picking up the primary assist on that goal. So Canada up ahead, five minutes into the first, already up one nothing in a game. You have to think that Canada... Is going to find a way to uh, pull out what you would call a um, a, a handed victory. Two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. Mitchell Clinton, color analyst with the Winnipeg Jets on six eighty uh, CJOB. Uh, just put this out there. Rick Bonus speaking following the morning skate that got going late today at eleven thirty, saying David Gustafson is a game time decision. If he can't play, Dominic Toninato will draw into the lineup. So we'll wait and see what happens with David Gustafson. He's considered a game-time decision. 204-780-6868-204-780-6868. We're talking about the month of December and how well the Winnipeg Jets have, how how well they've been, and of course how they're going to look to continue that tonight against the Chicago Blackhawks, um, who have had a, a tough little bit. Um, of course, a, a, a one of those one, a more difficult stretch here. I mean, the team is only ten wins. They're sitting in in thirty first. Uh, but the Winnipeg Jets have not. You know, there's always there's always been this sort of um, this talk about play down. The Winnipeg Jets have been playing down, uh, play down to their opponents. Well, that, that's sort of been the narrative over the last little bit, and maybe it follows every single team, but it hasn't been the case this year. The Winnipeg Jets at this time, are 10-3-2 versus non-playoff teams. So I, 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 can't, I don't think you can say the Winnipeg Jets are a team that plays down to their opponents. Another thing I'm going to be really watching for is special teams. Uh, ever since Bones following the, the head coach, Rick Bonus, following that game against the Montreal Canadiens, uh, where he said the, the special teams needs to be revamped, well, I, I, the penalty kill's been 4-4-4. Four for four. Two games with clean sheets in a row. Not bad against Detroit and against the Bruins. 
And uh, the power play, two for three. And I know they didn't get a power play against Detroit, but they got they got two goals uh, from Nita Niederreiter there um, on the power play in that game. So, hey, well, you know what? We'll take it. We'll, hey, this is where it all starts. This is where it all starts. 204-780-6868. Corey says, Cam, can you say 204-780-68 five more times? Got a bet going. I'll say it one more time, Corey. Text the show, 204-780-6868. Just to let you inside, that's usually, when you hear me say that, it's usually me telling Jim to, we got to move on to the next subject. Anyways, enjoy the game tonight. Pre-game at 6, puck drop at 8. See ya! Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.